Hi, this is Kim Johnson Herjavac, and you're listening to Australian Survivor Archives. Australian Survivor Archives, the only podcast going over the complete history of Australian Survivor from Whaler's Way right through to the current day. We are, of course, in Season 2 of Australian Survivor now, Celebrity Survivor from Channel 7 in 2006, and we are so excited for today's episode. We've done a couple of introduction episodes, we've spoken to the executive producer, we've gone over our first recap of the first episode and we are here today for our very first contestant interview and maybe the most exciting of all of them. I'm so pumped for this one today. I'm going to start off by saying that my name is Ben Waterworth and I I want to bring in my on location co-host today for those uh, watching the video of this. He looks a little bit different, a little bit refreshed. He's got the facial hair. He's looking very chilled uh, up there in Port Douglas. Over to you, my good friend. Hi, Ben. Hi, listeners. As you know, my name's Matt Dyson. You're right, Ben. I think I've almost got a tan for the very first time. I'm up here on Port Douglas on my baby moon, but uh, I wouldn't miss this for the world. I've made it happen. We've got a very special guest here, a first boot, Ben. As you know, as everyone knows, I'm a first boot, and there's nothing better than being a part of the first boot club. So I wouldn't miss this interview for the world. But, Ben, I've got to thank you for this. You've done all the legwork here. We we, we often call me the bloodhound because I'm out tracking down these past contestants. But, Ben, this is all you. Well, I like to say in this season, Matt, it takes a celebrity to get the celebrities. So, therefore, you only lasted the two days on Survivor. Doesn't quite make you a celebrity. So, you know, I just I had to take the reins for this one. But we are, we are thrilled to be able to welcome our guest today. She was the first boot on Celebrity Survivor Season 2. Lasted three days. But I am so intrigued to just get to the stories and everything else that came with this because as people heard last week on our recap, we... We were so intrigued about this very short time on Celebrity Survivor from our guest today, and I'm sure we're going to get to the bottom of many things we want to know. Kim johnson Herjavac is with us today. Kim, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Australian Survivor Archives. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I think it's crazy and amazing you guys are doing this. Um, it was so long ago <laughs> that I was on Survivor. I've kind of forgotten about it. Um, but then things are so clear in my memory too of um, experiences I had. Um, it, it was a crazy time. So um, I was the first one voted off. So I'm only on one episode. <laughs> but um, I think I made quite an impact in that one episode. Indeed. So. Well, this is the thing, like you sort of mentioning somewhat forgotten about. I mean, it was kind of, you've done so much since 
Survivor that out of everyone from your season, we, we I think you've basically gone on to do the most. And that's kind of where we're thinking when we reached out, we're thinking, would you even remember that you did this show? I mean, this is now looking back basically 15 years ago, right? It was like, yeah, 15 years ago. Uh, I remember I'd, I'd done, I think, three seasons of Dancing with the Stars in Australia. I'd won a season and, you know, Survivor was going to be on Channel 7. And I think they were like, oh, it could be good to get you know, someone from the ballroom who's, you know, seen to be always hair and makeup in those fabulous outfits, what she'd be like, you know, stuck, you know, in Survivor. So when they called me, uh, it was actually kind of funny. My my manager called me and said, they'd like you to do Survivor. And I said, oh, I'm just not an outdoorsy type of girl. Like I've never been camping. I just don't think it, I'd be very good at it. And my manager said to me, oh, well, they told me there's basic camping equipment. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went to, I think it was the Logies or something. And I saw one of the heads from Channel 7 there. And he's like, oh, Kim, Kimmy, we're so happy, you know, you're going to do Survivor, which I hadn't signed on to do it yet. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm just a bit nervous. And he goes, no, there's basic camping equipment. It's not like the regular Survivor. It's different. You know, you, you're not going to be sort of slumming it as much. And I was like, oh, okay. So I get to the airport. That's when I first met all the other celebrities. And they flew us business class, of course. And I was sitting next to Wayne Gardner, the mm-hmm. motorcycle driver. Mm. Uh, and I'm sitting next to him and I've got a glass of champagne and he's like, oh, sorry, are you nervous, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, all the other, you know, contestants are sizing each other up, especially the girls. They were really sizing each other up. The guys are a bit more laid back. And I'm sitting next to Wayne and I said, yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I'm nervous, but at least we've got basic camping equipment. So that makes me feel better. And as the plane's going up, he looks at me and goes, what are you talking about? There's like no basic camping equipment. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like down the champagne. <laughs> and like they basically had lied to me to get wow. <laughs> well, well, Kim, it's actually quite funny because that's one of the, the, the great moments, I guess, in that first episode that, that you know, we sort of remember when, when you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I, I thought there was, yeah, tents and, and fresh water. Really- and and I think it's Amber Petty was like, well, you're wrong about the tents and you're wrong about the water. I know. They were all making fun of me. I mean, I didn't really care. I had no idea what they were running to. I'm just like, what on earth are they doing? Because all of the girls just started to, like, take off. And I know they were probably trying to find things and explore, but I'm like, I don't know where they're running to, but there is nothing here. Like, like this is a waste of time looking for stuff. Now, Kim, before we, before we go on more about survivor obviously with dancing with the stars that's where i guess you shot to fame um and were a household name in australia can we just go back to that first and just because obviously that led to you being on celebrity survivor how did that all come about like obviously with your dancing um and getting on dancing with the stars which ultimately ended up you getting on celebrity survivor how did all that come about i was living in uh, actually i was in the states at that time in tampa uh, doing a show called Burn the Floor, which is an Australian, actually, producers from Australia. And I was doing that show. I'd been doing the competitive ballroom stuff over in England. And then I got into this show, Burn the Floor, which had toured the world in. Anyway, I'm in the States and I see that the English version is on Strictly Come Dancing. And I was like, wow, like that would be so great to do. And we were on a little break. We went back to Australia and they were auditioning for the Australian version. Um, I was meant to go back out on the road with Burn the Floor, I think a month later to Japan. 
but I auditioned for it, ended up getting the gig. So I left Burn the Floor, which I'd been doing for seven years touring the world. So it was a pretty tough decision, but I wanted to, you know, I was sick of being on the road. I wanted to sort of be at home and it was sort of seemed perfect fit. So I was just ended up, yeah, auditioning and getting the, getting the gig. And it was just before I think you were on Survivor that the season of Dancing with the Stars of Dead, that really famous one with Tom Williams, right? The, the shirtless scene. Yeah. yeah, everyone remembers that, that, right? It became such a big thing, but it yeah. was like, it became such a big thing. It was kind of crazy, that number that we did. So I guess, I mean, the show in, in those days, it was kind of, I think, you know, at its peak. Um, a lot of people were watching the show. It was kind of in its heyday. Mm. So I think it was, you know, pretty great that the producers of Survivor thought, I mean, it's kind of interesting that I'm just known to be in those, you know, sparkly outfits, very glamorous, you know, to see me, you know, on a deserted beach. Um, so, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I'm definitely up for a challenge and I feel like I loved the challenges that we did. But, um, yeah, I was not expecting there to be no shelter or, like, you know, anything. I remember, I remember like, before I went into it, my mum said to me, Kim, you've never been camping. Like, how do you think you can do this? <laughs> so I said, I know. And actually my mum and dad had just, they'd been getting a divorce. So my dad sort of wasn't really around. And my brother just got married. So I had, like, no guys to, like, help me. Mm-hmm figure out how to tie things. Mum's like, I think you should like learn how to make a little lean to thing or she didn't even call it that, but you need to learn to tie some knots or do some basic things. So I was like, actually you're right. So I called my local boy scouts hall Wow. in Padstow Heights and I called them up and, and that show the dance with stars finale had just been on. So it was pretty like a big thing. And I come from Padstow Heights, which is a pretty small place. <laughs> and I call and I say, uh, do you, I just wanted to see if you have a meeting on this week and I'd love to come. And I was like, oh, is it about your son? And I was like, no, it's actually me. And I couldn't really tell them what I was doing. And I said, it's actually for myself. I need to learn to tie some knots and some basic camping things. And maybe I thought you and the kids could, I could just join one of your classes. So I think they were just so intrigued. They allowed me to go in and I went there with all these like 10 year old kids and the, the teacher and they taught me, I remember I said, well, how do I, you know, start a fire with two sticks? And they're like, you don't do that. You take a flint. So <laughs> yeah. they, they were like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm just going camping. And they're like, well, you take a tent. I'm like, but what if I can't take a tent? So they actually taught me to tie knots. So um, I felt really good about that, that I could tie some knots. And they, they taught me how to make a lean-to with some sticks. So I felt like I had that going in. And then I remember Fiona, the white witch. Yeah. Kind yep. of took over the the alpha role, and I remember I went up to her and I was like, "Oh, I can tie some knots," and she's like, "Just go fetch the leaves." And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like Fiona at all. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I know how to tie knots, so I felt like I was just, you know, I was trying to like help and pull my weight, but there was like quite strong other female forces in there that like really wanted to you know take control so I was just like okay you do that it's it's interesting to hear that you had that preparation into it because 
you know, in that one episode you're in, it's kind of very much like, a, oh, this wasn't what I was expecting and kind of just yeah. basically going through through the motions. I don't know if they're deliberately doing that to make you look like just an absolute fish out of water. That's what they were hoping. In oh, no, I actually or- really didn't. I was not happy at all. Like I was just looking around like what in the world? Yeah, I was just like it was not what I, I honestly thought there was going to be some sort of maybe a tent or something so I was just like I can't believe that we don't have anything and then I'm just like we're, st- we're stuck here and I remember like I hardly had any clothes I just had what was in my backpack I had my luxury item was um I was struggling with what to take for the luxury item but I remember lying in bed one night in my Egyptian cotton Sheridan like you know hundred thousand count <laughs> and I was like yeah. this is it if I feel safe, like if I can take my sheet, I can wrap myself up in it at night. I could maybe use it for shelter. You know, in my sh- I'm going to take my sheet. I can cocoon myself pretty much. So I was pretty proud of my luxury item. I was going to take a toothbrush, but the Boy Scouts told me that coconut husk is good to clean the sheet. Ah, right. Yeah. So they let you take the sheet then. So that was your luxury item. Yeah, I took this Egyptian cotton, very expensive sheet. And that was like, you know, my luxury thing. And I didn't really have many like long sweaters or anything like that. And it was cold at night. And I remember the first night I said, oh, I got the sheet out. And I think Fiona grabbed it. She goes, great, we've got something to lie on. And she just took my sheet. I was Um. like, oh my God, I'm going to start turning like and going crazy. Like that's my sheet. But I didn't say anything at the time. So I'm there the first night just lying on top of my sheet with like nothing on. Just like, this is my sheet. I should be like wrapped up in it. <laughs> and then like, it just like, that became like the communal sheet. You know, we were using it as shade in the day and I'm just like looking and then it rained and I'm like, my sheet's getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> my thousand count Egyptian cotton. Everything basically is going. <laughs> I was starting to turn over the sheet. I ended up leaving it with them actually as a gift, parting gift. Great. Kim, what what about obviously you started the you started the game and your tribe was all females, obviously before Justin came on, but what, what were your thoughts of that? Well, I, I mean I I was kind of hoping that I would be maybe have like white Wayne, because I formed like a good friendship with him on the plane. Um and Grant, uh he was like he seemed like he could, you know, sort of do anything so I thought they would have been good to be mixed but I kind of had an idea that we're going to do that and I think we you know we were doing pretty well as far as making the shelter and stuff all the girls I think we just had an issue with the challenges because you're up against these football players and an iron man like of course mm. you know they're quicker so um and then the pig challenge, that was just, I mean, you saw them go in there. They just like picked them up and picked the pigs up. Like we couldn't do that. So I feel like it was a little bit unfair with the challenges. That's why we weren't winning and getting any food. But I liked being with the girls. I loved Amber uh, and Imogen. All, all, like all the girls were great. Fiona was a bit full on, but I liked her, you know. It's funny you mentioned Wayne and obviously you got that early bond because I know when, when he was on uh, Kakula with with Guy Guy Leach, I mean, he that those two were like ended up being like best friends from day one as well. So so Wayne yeah. obviously had that, um, and we hope to obviously speak to Wayne down the track. But 
he obviously had that personality where people could just get along with him straight away. Oh, he's just such a nice guy, mm. you know? Um, yeah, he's he's a really lovely guy. So is Guy. Guy Leach is mm. so nice. Um, so I really got along with those two. Mm. And, um, yeah, I got along with all the girls as well. I feel like we did a pretty good job. Um, you know, Amber and I were having a bit of a laugh about <laughs> everything. Um, but they seemed to be a bit more into it. I, I was just like, I liked the challenges, but I don't know, on the second night when we hit a mini cyclone um, and we had the rain just coming, it was like like torture, you know, and even the night vision cameras had to leave. Um, And actually that's when, this is how I ended up getting booted off first. I could see how much they all wanted to be there. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. So I had said to them when we had the mini cyclone, I said, if we lose, I just want you to know I'm voting for myself to the rest of the, to my girls. So I think they realised that I wanted to go and I think they had conversations that, you know, they because I was getting along with them. It didn't, I feel like in that episode, it didn't point to me being the first one no, voted out. No, not at all. It was very so much an image kind that's of That's what happened. I think it yeah. stemmed from the conversation of, um, of what I'd, you know, said to them in this mini cyclone that we had, which unfortunately wasn't on camera because the night vision, even the cameraman had to leave. Well, well Kim, that's the, that's the thing. It, it, when you watch the, the episode as a viewer, you, for sure it looked like Imogen Bailey was going to go home first. She, she struggled in the first challenge. Yeah. She seemed to be struggling around camp. Um, I think was it uh, there was a couple well, of others that, that was actually – alliances forming and they people were trying to Imogen was trying to get everyone to vote Fiona off and Fiona was trying to get everyone to vote Imogen off yes so yeah I think it was a bit confusing then that I went so someone like Justin obviously you you had known Justin from Dancing with the Stars was he trying to encourage you to stay on because obviously we know Justin Justin really wanted to win this game we see that later down the track um where he really wants to, he gets to the end, but he really wants to win it. So obviously someone like you, he, he already knows. Well, he would look at you. He had an ally. Yeah. He's got me as an ally. So he had that pact. Yeah. He would look at you as someone that he could go all the way with. He's going to trust you. So did he try to talk you into, to stay? Yeah, he did. He was, I think he could tell, you know, I was not having fun fun with it I guess everyone else just wanted to be there so I could tell everyone wanted to really be there and I was just like oh I don't know if my heart's in it as much as everybody else and I really didn't feel like I could write anyone else's name down because mm. you know I know Imogen had struggled with the challenge but she was really wanting to be there like she was really trying so I didn't want to vote Imogen um you know so I was just like I'm just gonna vote for myself and then it all just worked out that um you know, they all voted for me too. I just want to go back slightly to the the plane trip you were mentioning before, that conversation you had with Wayne. You could see all the other celebrities there. Were, were you familiar, like, either by knowing them or did you look and go, oh, hey, there's uh, there's Guy Leach or, like, were you aware of yeah, who Yeah, I people? knew all of them. I right. knew all of them. You know, Australia's, you know, not so yeah. big, and, you know, pretty much everyone. I mean, I didn't know them personally, but I knew of all of them. Mm. So, um, and obviously Justin, 
was a surprise coming in at the end. I didn't know he was coming in. So that in. was genuinely like that scene when you're on that beach going, it's I Justin, no like that, that was genuine. Yeah, I had no idea. And I love like Justin and I are such good friends. We did the first season of Dancing with the Stars together mm-hmm. and um, he's just such a nice guy. So um, I was very happy to see him. Did you have in those moments, obviously you've had that conversation with Wayne on the plane and kind of this is when you're all of a sudden, oh, crap, they've lied to me. And then you're out there in Vanuatu and you're realising Wayne's telling the truth. I'm I'm in it here. Was there any part of you that kind of tried to put that aside and go, okay, well, I'm here to play a game. Let's try and form these bonds and, and alliances and things like that. Oh, for sure. I, I, I was trying to do that. And, you know, in the challenge when we had to swim out, I was really into that. Um, I feel like I did pretty good at that challenge, but we just, we were just losing like this losing battle kind of thing. And then it was just getting a little awkward back at camp after we lost that first challenge and everyone was sort of, especially Fiona was pretty upset with Imogen. Um, I mean, it wasn't her fault that we lost the thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was getting like awkward and I was just like, oh gosh, this is, it's not really in my nature to be forming these alliances and like trying to, I don't know. It's just, I know that that's what the show is, but yeah, part of me wishes I had have stuck it out a little bit more, but um, it sort of worked out perfect because when I got booted off, I didn't have to stay in Vanuatu as part of the tribe. And as soon as I got back to Sydney, I got a call from America wow. like a week or two later asking me to come to be on the American Dancing with the Stars. So that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to go if I was still in Survivor. So it all worked out. So you can almost thank everyone for voting you out at the end of the day, Kim, because you yeah. basically went on to America, you met your husband, you've had a family, you've got a great life now. So thank you, yeah. everyone, for Everything voting me out. For yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, we, uh, the same thing hasn't quite happened for me, Ben. Uh, you know, yet, I haven't gone Matt. on to be a star in America, but uh, <laughs> it'll but happen. It's have, a gradual thing, right? Things, yeah. have, things have gone well, but but Kim, what about Survivor in general? Had you watched the show before, or did you have to no. go and watch quickly watch some shows before you went out there? I hadn't really watched it that much. I mean, mm. you know, I'd seen a couple of episodes, but I wasn't like a diehard fan that had watched all these seasons. I knew, you know, obviously knew of the show, but I should have I should have probably watched it a little more and done more research <laughs> instead of just going to my Boy Scout hall. <laughs> did they come to you after Survivor or did you sort of, like, did they find, work out then all of a sudden, oh, so that's why she came to us when they eventually saw you? You know what? I should have reached out to them. I didn't. I should, I should, I should have reached out to them straight after. They probably would have been embarrassed. <laughs> to say that they helped me. You could blame them. You could, hey, you didn't teach yeah. me how to do this. Bro. That's why I went first, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go take play that card. One thing that we're, we're going to ask all our guests, and I mean, we completely understand if you don't want to answer this one, Kim, because uh, obviously each person's going to be different with this question. But we realise that each of you were given a, a fee for appearing on the show. Do you remember what the fee was that you got for appearing on the show? You know what? I I can't even remember, but I do remember that we also got a fee to give to a charity of our choice mm-hmm. which was really nice and yours was merry makers um, australia i believe that was your yeah so what yeah. was why why did you decide merry makers australia uh they're kids with down syndrome it's a dance program for kids uh and young adults with down syndrome and it's just such a great organization um i just i went out there and saw them 
once and just fell in love with the program, the teachers, the kids, the parents. And it's just, um, that was really special for me to do. And they don't get a lot of funding and, you know, or awareness really. So I was just trying to shine a light on what they do and um, give support to the, the families of the kids because, that, you know, it's really difficult on a lot of the families and it's a great place for them to go meet other kids, watch them grow and um, express themselves in ways that they normally wouldn't. So Fantastic. I'd go out there and teach a little bit too. And then I, I ended up working with the Down Syndrome Association of um, LA over here as well. So I've been doing a few things for them and I right. used to do, um, I haven't done it recently, but um, I was doing a weekly dance class and we'd have from adults to kids, like it was crazy. There were so many, so many of them in there and just the parent, the parents of the kids, um, their reactions to it all was, it, they just, just makes everything worth it. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Those three so, days out there, the, what was it $5,000, I believe, went to each of the charities. So, I yes. mean. Which is great that yeah. they did that, you know. Yeah, definitely. And still shedding, like, awareness to all the different charities that the celebrities chose, I think, is really nice too. For sure, yeah. And it's, I think it's kind of um, something that I feel has gotten forgotten, I think, uh, from your season is that aspect of it. You know, we're, we're here, obviously, to analyse the game, how you guys played, but you know, there's 12 of you there with $5,000 each. I believe obviously Guy Leach and uh, Justin too, I'm assuming for finishing second, got to donate a little yeah. bit more to the charities yeah. for making it that far. So lots of money that was ended up giving to some lots of very worthy Absolutely. charities. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which was really nice. Now, Kim, one person we haven't spoken about is, of course, the host, Ian Dicko Dixon. Now, had, did you, had you ever met Dicko prior to Celebrity Survivor? I feel like I'd met, he hadn't done Dancing with the Stars yet, I don't think, or maybe he had, but I wasn't on that season. I'd, I'd met him, I don't know if I'd met him just like at an event or something, but I, I, he didn't know me very well, um, but I love Dicko. Um, I know him a little bit more now. And I thought he was great, especially with his commentary as well, with all <laughs> the challenges. I loved him as a host. I thought he was so good. Do you have any fun Dicko stories that in your time on the show that you can share with us? Because I feel we're going to ask this to everyone. Because like, I feel there's got to be some Dicko moments that happened off camera that we missed out on. Well, we, I never got to interact with with him. You know, we never we never saw him unless we were at the challenges and I only did a couple. So, um, yeah, I think he, he, he thought I was a complete fish out of water. I think he was kind of laughing sort of at me does he does he at least say anything to you when you get voted out after he snuffed your torch yeah, when, you've when sort we got of... voted out he, i think he was a bit disappointed because he would have liked to have seen me go a little further mm -hmm. so he was like oh yeah i feel like he was he he said to me oh, i think you're going to be disappointed because you were i could see you could have done well something like that i don't know he was like being like a dad which it's, I mean, it's great to kind of hear that. Like I always like to hear those interactions between the hosts and I mean, you know, I give Matt shit for being a first boot and everything along those lines, but I mean, you know, to have those little moments where you, you put so much into getting on the show and all of a sudden you're the first to go after only a couple of days, bit different yeah. in your situation, of course, Kim, than it say would be for Matt's situation, but it's still something that whether or not you're there or not for different reasons, you've put a lot of investment and you've taken yeah. time off and you've it's kind of never you prepared. Great to be the first one, you know, <laughs> beat it off. 
But yeah, in my case, it sort of all worked out, but you're right. It's like, it is hard because you do put so much into it um, of actually getting on the show. It's exciting. So it would be a bit disappointing, I guess. But yeah, not in my case. <laughs> well, Kim, when you, when you told production um, that you were going to vote for yourself, was, was do you remember that? Like, because obviously yeah, they, now, like. They were trying to make me not do it. Yeah. They never obviously had now, that happen. I feel like that. I don't think they'd ever had that happen. Have they? Well, actually, so you're not allowed to do it now. So it's it's strict rules that you cannot you cannot vote for yourself. Basically, if you want to go and and you can't vote for yourself, you have to quit. That, that and that that's a whole other thing. But right. it actually happened in the first Channel Nine season. Lucinda um, voted for herself. There were slightly different rules then regarding past votes and all that, which was different to your season. But, yeah, so our actual first two seasons in Survivor, both the first boots had actually voted for themselves, which is, you know, we don't believe it's happened in any any other country because you're not allowed to do it in American version either. Yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of surprised that I could do it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah, because you have to tell them who you're going to vote for. Yeah. And I voting for myself and they didn't it didn't happen until we got to the what do you call it when you get to the that tribal area. council yeah to, yeah is when we had to tell them what yeah we and i think they were probably all scrambling like what do we do and then when i think they were just like oh this must have happened when the cameras went rolling because then everyone voted for me yeah which it's, it's interesting. We spoke to the executive producer, David Mason, a couple of weeks back and we sort of, you know, spoke a little bit about that situation. I mean, did you have many conversations with him when you realised it wasn't happening? He kind of mentioned that there were some talks maybe about you just wanting to leave and maybe the conversations were held a little bit for you to look to stick it out a little bit and then go out in this situation. So, I mean, you obviously wanted to leave. Yeah. Would, are you glad that in a way that you kind of stuck it out to, I guess, be voted out rather than just simply on day two going, nah, I'm done, take me out of here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, was, I wasn't going to leave. If we had have won the pig challenge mm. and we, I wouldn't have left because we wouldn't have obviously gone to the tribal council and I wouldn't have, like, wanted to just leave. I would have stuck it out. And who knows, then I maybe would have really been in it. Um, but when there was the opportunity for, well, someone had to go, I was just like, I feel like it should be me, mm. you know? So that's, I don't, I'm not a quit. I wouldn't if you know what I mean. You mentioned the pig challenge. Now you actually sat out that challenge because there was odd numbers between Kakula and Moso. Um, yeah. Who decided that you were going to sit out? Is you, did you not no, want to do I, it? Or was- I was willing to do it. Like I, I love the challenges because yeah. it's kind of a bit boring at camp. So it's like you want to do them. So I did want to do it, but then everybody wanted to do it. You know what I mean? So they were like, well, we all want to do it. And um, I think it was Amber. She'd skipped the swimming challenge. Yes, yes. First one. So she was definitely doing it. And then Imogen was like, well, I need to redeem myself. So I want to do it. Justin was like, we had to have him do it because yes. of the friend. And Fiona was a badass. So she's like, well, I want to do it. Um, and then you had Nicole Dixon. And Nicole, Nicole yeah. was, she still wanted, even though Imogen was scared because she's very much into Peter, yeah. she still didn't think it would look good on her not doing it. You know, Which I was going to ask that because she was very conflicted about that, and you could see, and they kind of kept cutting to her. I was saying, her. I'll do it. Yeah. Like I'll go in for you. I'll do it because she was conflicted with everything, but she really was adamant 
that she wanted to do it because of what had happened the previous challenge. So yeah. I was just like, oh, it's all right. I, you know, I'm pretty like easygoing. Which, I mean, that I love that challenge. That challenge is one of my favorite challenges on, on any version of survival when they do that. But, I mean, that just, it's interesting hearing that about Imogen because Matt and I are massive Imogen fans. We think she played an absolutely fantastic game, one of the greatest Australian Survivor players to ever be, who gets no credit really because your yeah, season sadly really often isn't recognized. Played but, it so well. Yeah. So, when was that when you watched it? play out were you surprised because she went from very much nearly your position the first boot to you would argue probably should have won the game had it not been for a ridiculous twist at the end yes i think she i thought she was going to win it yeah you know um i actually think that fiona may have been booted off if i wasn't to be honest because i think imogen was starting to get everyone to vote to think about getting rid of fiona and you so would have voted helped. for Fiona had you not? Yes. Yeah, because I didn't want to vote for Imogen. Um, you know, and I liked Fiona too, but out of the two of them, I got along better with Imogen. Because so well, Fiona definitely came across as she wanted to be, I guess, the, the leader, the boss of the tribe. Is that just how her personality is? Yeah, well, that, I mean, I don't know her very well out of the show, but that's very much how she went into it, you know, as the this is what we're doing. And it did alienate, you know, a lot of people from her because she was very strong. So people were just like a few eye rolls, you know, behind <laughs> her back and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess in a, a situation like we were in, someone has to take you know, the lead. The other female that was on the cast was, of course, Gabrielle Richards. Now, you never were on a tribe with her. No, but, did you, but I know did you her meet... really well. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did you, had you known her before? Have you known her, her since? Yeah. I love her. She's so funny. She's just the sweetest. I love her so much. We did Dancing with the Stars together, my season with Justin. Ah, nice. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I was kind of like, when I found out she was only on the tribe, I was like, oh, it'd be so great, like, then if, they like merged Merge, yeah. mm-hmm. together and I could see her. It was nice seeing her at the first challenge, Yeah, um, you know, cause I, but she was the rival kind of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I love Gabrielle. She's just such a great, great woman. Um, so she was great. Oh, I loved all the girls on my team. Um, but I do think if I didn't go, I feel like, cause I feel like Amber would have voted for Fiona. I think Justin would have. I don't know. Well, how does that play out then from, from that point on? Let's let's play the great game of what if here, Kim, and say that had you stuck around, um, had had Fiona gone first, are you then in an alliance with anyone in particular? Do you feel that you could have stuck around? I don't around? know. Maybe I would have, like, formed an alliance with Imogen and we would have, like, you know, gone far together. I don't know. Because mm. we always oh, love playing these games. It's always impossible to answer, of course, but it's just, you know, know, us Survivor fans, we like to wonder the what-if scenarios. Well, the thing is, Kim, too, I know you've, you've been on many shows, but there's something about Survivor that it's so unique. I mean, very few times in your life will you, well, maybe never in your life, do, do people get the opportunity to to go to an island where you're basically just left to your own devices. Obviously, there's stuff that happens with production, but but mainly left to your own devices. Yeah. Um, do you look do you look back 15 years later and think, oh, like, you know, may, maybe it would have been, you know, maybe I should have just stuck it out a little bit yeah, more? I, yeah. yeah, I definitely go through moments. Like, I don't think about it that much. But, yeah. you know, if someone, like, now just talking to you, like, 
the memories are pretty great um, that we had, you know, in our little camp. I kind of do wish I had stuck it out a little bit more because I really loved the challenges. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'm sort of competitive and I enjoyed that um, aspect of it. And I feel like we were making our camp pretty nice. Um, I was, I, I don't know, I think my sheet would have just turned me though with everyone using the sheet. I, was like, <laughs> I don't want everyone to think me like crazy over everyone well, using the sheet. Can, can I just say, Kim, your luxury item was was – Clearly the best because you, you look at, oh, uh, I think Am- Amber Petty, she had, she brought mascara. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you had, you, you, Fiona, you mentioned Fiona, she had a, her tarot cards. Yeah, it's like, what are they going to be used for? Here you are, you brought this thousand thread Egyptian cotton sheet and then you don't even get to wrap yourself in it. They want to use it as, as the, the, the bloody tarp on the ground. I know. Imogen <laughs> brought the best one though. She had a pocket knife. Oh. oh. That's I didn't very know clever. To bring that, but yeah, yeah, she had a pocket knife, which was amazing because we could use it to obviously cut lots of things. And wow, we actually started our first fire with the pocket knife, cutting off a bit of our backpack because it was like made out of straw. Mm-hmm. The backpack and we used that to get the fire going. Wow, look at this, Matt. <laughs> We're learning even more about Imogen pre-game. How amazing she is! Look at this. Actually, yeah. Kim, what, what, talking about making the fire, there's one line you say to Justin when Justin's he's trying to make the fire and he says something like, um, oh, geez, I better make this fire because I think he was worried that all the girls were going to vote him being the only guy. And you, you said something like, yeah, you better. You know, yeah. like, it, was just a, it was just a great, a great little one-liner, like, yeah, you better get that fire going. <laughs> well, we have such a funny relationship. I'm used to, like, being the boss of him on the dance floor, yeah. you know, and I remember him like, you know, you're not the boss of me here anymore we're not on the dance floor you can't be telling me what to do <laughs> you mentioned those long days kind of how you long for the challenges because it got quite boring did you ever you and justin ever decide to kind of just put on some dancing shows for the rest of the guys out there not really fiona had us going around getting banana leaves and you know she had she put, to, put you to work she, she put you to work like, she put us to work we had we were too scared <laughs> Can I just say we're looking forward to to interviewing Fiona, as of course everyone we, we yeah. are. But uh, but I think yeah, we've been in contact with Fiona, and she's going to be coming on the show. But, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I can't I, wait I think, to see what she says. Yeah, I think every every Survivor show they need that one sort of I guess bossy person. I guess she Fiona's is. that person. Yeah. Well, she came into it. She probably thought these girls don't know what they're doing, so she was like. <laughs> Well, me especially. <laughs> well, and she definitely she definitely seemed to be taking it serious. And I know, look, yeah. one thing about your season, a lot of fans say, well, that was a celebrity season. They were just playing for charity. It doesn't count. That's one thing we count it. A lot of people do, but a lot of fans often do say that where, well, it, it doesn't count. It's a celebrity season. But but you look at someone like Fiona, I mean, she was playing that game for real. Like she clearly – and. and yeah. From the moment we got on the plane, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like <laughs> that one's like serious, you know. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? But I remember actually going back to when we first, we were on the boat, we were all on this big boat going out and they gave us sandwiches and I'm like, I'm definitely eating this because I don't know I'm going to eat again. So we were all sitting there having a laugh, like having our sandwiches um, but still, like, the girls had the guards up a little bit, I think. You know, the guys were definitely a lot more friendly. Um, so I remember eating this sandwich and then we get there and I see these canoes. I'm like, oh, gosh. 
And then Dicko does the whole welcome yeah. to Sofia and tells us everything. We honestly had no idea about anything. Mm-hmm. And that's when we first find out it's the girls against the guys. Mm-hmm. And then he says, okay, now you're going to get in this canoe. And all the girls are like running, racing over to get their first canoe. And I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are they running for? And I remember I get in my canoe and I was with this, this lady and I was like, oh, hi. And, um, I was like, so tell me about the island. Like, I'm trying to like have a chat with her to get some information on where we were going. And she's just looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, you can take your time. Like, I just didn't want her to get in there too quick. I was the last one to get there, I remember. <laughs> and I could see them all like, go, you know, going so fast into the island. Wow. <laughs> and I remember I had these these Timberland like hiking boots I'd bought and special weatherproof like socks, you know, for hiking. Yeah. And they were like brand new shoes. And I remember we get there and I'm just looking around like, what is this? And so I was sad to say goodbye to the lady that rode me in. And I remember I put my foot out and this wave just came up and like wet my whole shoe. And I was just like, oh, my shoe. (laughs) And that's the moment you wanted to leave, right? (laughs) Can can I just say, Ben? That was was the moment the producer grabbed me and went, you, come sit on the rock. (laughs) (laughs) This is gold. <laughs> it, it, it actually, um, it was gold. I remember, like everyone, they, they keep flicking between like da- uh, David Oldfield on the, on Kakula. He's loving it. He's he's getting amongst it, and, and, and then they they put to you sitting on the rock, and you're like, you're just like, what is going you've on here? What look. is this? You've got almost like this look, and you you're looking to the left. You're like, like, what am I? What am I doing here? And it's just <laughs> the way they edit that is fantastic. It was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. But I remember even looking, and I'm just like, there's not even sand. <laughs> And it was just like the rocks, you know, and they were moving like they were little crabs. And I'm sitting on a rock just looking at the ground like it, there's not even any sand in it. And I, I guess they put us there, what I found out later, because I said, I thought they'd be sand. And they're like, no, because you get sand flies when you're uh, right. That's why we this beach with the rocks. And I will say, Ben, as well, that I, I can I can back up Kim here. The worst thing is getting wet socks and shoes on the very first day. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was, back. it's horrible feeling. And I've just got one wet sock and shoe. And I was like, this yeah. is great. Well, great. well that's, that's what I've, I've unfortunately never played. But that, that to me has always been the thing that I know I would struggle with. It's that uncomfort. And, like, I'm a type of guy who I'm like you, Kim. Like, I like to be in a comfortable area. I hate going to the beach and getting sand in my shoes. I'm very anal Me about too. things I like that. that. So yes. I would be that person on that first day who would be going, oh, my God, we're going to sleep on this, but there's a bug there. And, like, I would yeah. get over it. But initially yeah. I would be like, oh, what am I doing here? I feel like I got over it, you know, on the first night. I mean, I was still a bit upset about my sheet that everyone was just lying on it. But <laughs> I remember I had a, I didn't have a hoodie, so I just put the hoodie up so, like, no bugs could get in my ears and stuff. But yeah, I definitely didn't sleep well. It was just, it was the second night that was after the first challenge when we had basically this mini cyclone. It was the worst weather. And that's when, that's when every, I mean, everyone was saying it when we were lying in our shelter, which was really not done because we just had banana leaves on the sticks. So, you know, water was coming through and everyone, we were kind of delirious because none of us had slept because it was just raining. We had no fire. And everyone had said on that that night, oh, that's it. I'm going to 
I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Everyone had said it, but I actually, and I remember saying to everyone, I know you're all saying this right now that you want to leave, but like I, if we lose tomorrow's challenge, you all want to be here way more than I do. I will vote myself off. So that's what was kind of said. So Kim, I just want to just clarify something. Obviously with, with, all the contestants, there was a, 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 a an appearance fee. So did that not change? So obviously you lasted three days. So yeah. did your appearance fee not change whether you lasted three days or 15 days? Was it the same appearance I, fee? I don't know. I think you may have got more if you stayed longer. Mm. I can't it's, remember. It was so long ago. Yeah, we, mm. we, we spoke. Um, I know you got the same amount of money for your charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've we, we this is why like going back to where yeah when I asked that question because I, we spoke with Amber on a sister show of ours she talked a bit about that uh, Guy Leach has appeared on another podcast where he spoke a little bit about that so and and in speaking yeah. to David Mason I think to he alluded to that different people got different sort of amounts so it's kind of yeah, I don't maybe, know if we're just trying to find out who got the most and who got the least I, don't know, I feel like it would make sense <laughs> if you got more the more you say yeah well because well, one thing I always said was. And this is what, well, I, I, I'm like, well, Kim's smart. If, if you're going to get the same appearance fee, whether you lasted three days or 15 days, if you're <laughs> having a terrible time and you're like, this isn't for me, and, and well, why not? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're getting well, the same I, amount, why not yeah. leave? That's smart. It, was kind of, it wasn't really about that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, I felt bad voting for someone else. Mm. Like, I, I know I said I probably would have voted for Fiona because I wouldn't have voted for Imogen but she still didn't deserve to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I thought I'm just going to vote for myself. I'm glad they've kind of changed that rule now that you can't yeah. vote yourself. It was changed, like, I mean, because, uh, you know. I'm surprised they even let me do it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, as Matt mentioned, like it kind of it's this weird little quirk of Australian Survivor before Channel 10 picked it up that the two versions had the first mm. boot voting for themselves, which when um, when it was done by Lucinda in 2002, that was the first time anywhere in the world. And then your season has that. And David Mason didn't even, wasn't aware that that had happened in the Channel 9. He thought they were creating history. So it was kind of a unique quirk. And I think, I think Kim, they tried to cover it up a little bit that you had voted for, for yourself because they, they never showed it on TV. Obviously, afterwards, no, word, gets, yeah. no, word gets around that um, that obviously oh, you voted for. Oh, they didn't show that I voted for myself? I no, they didn't that. show that. But word got around afterwards that obviously that all the votes, including your own, because they, they tried to sort of edit around that to, to, no, to make it probably looked yeah. funny because everybody voted for me. Mm. So that wouldn't normally happen. No. And and the thing was, it was kind of weird because the whole episode it was Imogen looks like she's going to go, she's going to get voted at. And then all of a sudden it's like, you make this one comment like, Oh, I'm not really, you know, not really happy here, whatever. And then you're gone. And it's really not explained. It's like, how did that happen? And and then they never showed you voting for yourself. And it's not till afterwards that I, that I guess through social media and all that, it's, it's worked yeah. out that that you voted for yourself. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which, the poor producers must have been like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> your, your final words, uh, you, you talk about loving the experience and then you, you talk about you hope one of the, the girls wins. Uh, was it tricky because like being so friendly with Justin, like obviously being friends with him, were you also rooting for him? Kind of like were you just hoping it was a girl yeah, or Justin basically? Justin to do really well, but I was really proud of all the, what the girls had done, you know, like we'd made this great shelter. I feel like, you know, we hadn't won the challenges, but we gave it a really good go. And I I was going for Imogen like from the get-go because like, she really wanted it, but she was sort of, a little bit more of the quiet achiever, you know, mm. and she did have 
not a great start with that first challenge, but she mm. had this fight in her, I could see. Yeah, for so, sure. And yeah, like mad, mad Imogen fans. And like just the way she played that game and like going back to our points, we've said a few times about how sadly your season, a lot of Australian Survivor fans don't recognize it. But I mean, this is where I think it's important to because someone like Imogen Bailey would be incredible on any season of Survivor, be it a celebrity oh. version or not. Because Matt, I mean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a lot of how the Channel 10 ones have worked, but Matt's season, for example, was a mix of celebrities and non-celebrities. So it's called Champions oh, wow. vs. Contenders. Mm. So we're making the argument that often Channel 10 has kind of almost legitimized your season now because people who argue yours doesn't count because there were celebrities on it. Well, right. they're the same people who like the Channel 10 version where we've yeah. had, I mean, I don't know if you know, Shane Gould won a season of Australian Survivor based purely on being on Matt's season. So there you go. No That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'll sort of get you up to date, Kim. Basically with my season, it was the first, it was champions versus contenders. So I was obviously on the contenders tribe, but, the champions had people like the, the command, the commando, um, Steve Willis. They had Matt Rogers, a football player, yep. ex-football player. They had AFL, Shane Gould, obviously Olympic swimmer. Um, they had a couple of Olympians on it. So how it worked with them is they, not all of them, not all the champions, but the high profile ones, they got a, an appearance fee just like you would have, but they also were in contention to win the half a million as well. So Shane Gould ended up going on to win wow. my season. Yeah. So she got the 500,000 for herself, not for charity. So it's, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a mix of, well, you get an appearance fee and you also get a chance to win half a million dollars, which, which, it, which I think is. She would. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but, and, and then they did another season like that, the, the season afterwards. So I guess like what Ben and I say now, well, it kind of legitimizes your season where, well, these people, you know, are, are getting appearance fees and they're playing Survivor. Everyone counts them as proper seasons. So, you know, it, it makes your season the same as well, I guess. Oh, we definitely didn't have special treatment, I don't think. Mm. Like, we mm. literally didn't have anything. Mm. We didn't eat. What did we have? I th Justin turned up with a pot and yeah. some yams, I think. Yeah. That was it. Wow. And then, oh, I think we found some bananas, but we had to cook them. Like, but we really didn't eat. So, so you wouldn't have eaten much in those three days? No, not at all. No. Yeah. It was, yeah. Good way to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, on well, that, pretty back then. On that notion, though, that given that there is this Channel 10 version now where they do often invite celebrities onto playing this game and you would actually get an appearance fee, again, not what the point is, but you can actually play for real money now. <laughs> like it's sort of, uh, you know, you're not just getting things. Would you ever be tempted if all of a sudden Channel 10 came and knocking to give it another crack? Oh, I think... I think I disgraced myself on, on the first time. <laughs> to redeem yourself, though. You could do what Imogen did in that challenge and kind of come out and redeem yourself redeem 15 myself. years later. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've, <laughs> those, I've, got, I've lost my Timberland boots. Uh, <laughs> have you got yeah. your sheet? Did you get your sheet back, though? No, I, I left it with them because they were using it a lot for right. sheltering day, for the, as the tarp to lie on. So, I, so they didn't I come didn't back to you after the season and say, here it yeah, is again. <laughs> Ben, our goal, we we got to find out whatever happened to this sheet. Did it yep. yes. end up going? Did it end up going all the way to the end? Like it was Justin Melby and Guy Leach we will. cuddled in with? We yeah, will we'll find, find out, out for you. Yeah. I need to know what happened to my sheet. If it yeah. was, right. I feel like they were pretty happy that I left them with my 
luxury item. I'm literally just picturing now the final two, Justin Melby and Guy Leach, wrapped up together in the in the in the Egyptian cotton yeah, sheet. I, yeah. I reckon. I hope that's and, the final. And, and Matt, I tell you what. Also, we'll also do is in each of our episode recaps when we're watching the episodes. I'm going to try and count how many times we can see the sheet in the background. So, like, maybe yeah. we can yeah. kind of be detectives and go, "Well, there it is in that scene. There it is in that scene." But then it might disappear in like episode four. I remember watching it. I remember watching, you know, obviously I was only on the one episode, but watching other episodes and I'm like, oh, my God, there's my sheet. There's my sheet. I was kind of proud that they were using it. There's part of you in every episode, Kim. You kind of have a legacy left in each episode. Kim, Kim, I'll I'll tell you a funny story. So in my episode, obviously, like you, I was only in one episode, but I actually, the first um, reward challenge, I won a pillow for my tribe. So a nice pillow. So that was actually my thing. Every episode, obviously, after that, I was always looking for who was on on the pillow and it it went the whole way. The the pillow was all the way to the end, yeah. And uh, so you'd see different, and I always had a little laugh thinking, oh, I'm still in the game. There's my pillow. (laughs) Plus you were the first one out and you even won. Like yeah, so we, we basically, with my season, the moment we started, we met the host, obviously Jonathan Lampalia, and then and then within 10 minutes we were doing our first reward challenge. So we, we had to go one-on-one. So um, I yeah, it was like basically had to go down a slide and then you had to wrestle for a prize. And, and um, yeah, and I won my one. I wrestled for a pillow. We won that. So, yeah, and then like um, basically whatever you won, the tribe got to take back to camp for the first time. So um, who'd you beat? Unfortunately- who'd you beat in your one on one? Well, we didn't get we didn't get to choose who we went up against, and um, they sort of yeah, it was the system how it works. I, I went against Moana Hope, and AFL. He didn't uh, beat Matt female. Rogers. That's basically what I I'm trying be- to say. I didn't. I didn't get a t- Ben. I didn't get a choice who I went up against. I I, I got put with her, but um, she's a good athlete anyway. She's a great she athlete, is. but. She um, is. But um, but yes, unfortunately, my tribe didn't win the the, the main one, which was the last one. You, uh, we had the two the two big guys. Um, we had Heath and Mike. He was like seven foot tall, and Brian Lake, a AFL footballer, and um, they were for the the Flint, and they uh, and the champions won that. So we never got fire when I was there, unfortunately. Where first night they got fire, which of course you know is so important, but. Uh, but yeah, so no, it just it was making me laugh. You're talking about your sheets. So I was I was doing the same thing so with, with, with the. <laughs> We will get a count. We'll get a count to you, and we'll also find out. We will. We we promise. We've got a couple of things this season to get to the bottom too. That that's one there. Kim, did you mention that you you watched obviously the rest of of the season? What 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 was your take on how it all played out? And you know, guy winning the twist, everything along those lines. It was so long ago. I can't really remember, but I just remember being really proud of Imogen. Um, She just did so well. Uh, I was happy. You know, Justin and Guy were in the end. I can't remember what happened. There was. Yeah, so essentially your season has a very unique distinction in the history of Survivor of being the only ever season that everyone got voted out at least once because, of course, Justin and Guy got voted out, but you had the twist. Yeah, Yeah. it sort of brought two people back in and they worked their way into the the Dave and Nicole Imogen little 3-0 and got them voted out and then they were in the final two and Guy wins by one vote. So, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy twist. But did you, after the game, obviously you don't have a reunion, sadly, on your season, but did you stay in touch with many of the, the people post-Survivor? Uh, I've Facebook friends with Imogen and I've seen her. Um, so she's probably the only one that I really stay in contact with, Justin, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it because um, we didn't have, there was no Instagram or anything like that. Yeah. 
back in those days, it was just Facebook. I think it just, I don't which, know. Even, even Facebook, was very, Facebook was very early on as well, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I guess in a way, I mean, is that a, is that a positive? Because I, I can imagine that the way your episode aired, you, you, there would have been a lot of people talking about your episode and sort of how it was, I can imagine, in a social yeah. media world. I mean, I give Matt shit, but, I mean, and, like, in you know, all jokes aside, Matt got a lot of shit on Facebook and oh, Twitter. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have. People were like, what? You know? Yeah. yeah so I kind of got out of that. <laughs> and was there much in terms of – because one thing we're discovering with your season, we, we've said is kind of – the least we know about any season, particularly around the coverage and everything, were, were you doing the day after you were voting out? I'm guessing you were on Sunrise. I mean, were there other radio interviews and things like that? Was there much press around it? No, not really because I had to go – well, obviously it was kept quiet until the end of filming mm-hmm. and I was already back in Sydney because they didn't keep me there as part of the whatever you call it, the tribe, mm-hmm. yep. council. Um but, yeah, I think then I was already in the States maybe when it aired. So there was no no hanging out with Koshi or Mel the next morning basically? No, to- not really. I just did a few radio interviews mm. and stuff like that, but people were confused as to why I got voted out because mm. I think it was a bit, yeah, it didn't point to me. It was a bit confusing know? how that played out. Yeah, it's, it's interesting kind of seeing, you know, that period of Survivor and how that all plays out. Nowadays it's kind of... Yeah, it's a completely different beast with that. But we've obviously talked a little bit about kind of post-Survivor, Kim. I mean, you've gone on to amazing things uh, since. Uh, Obviously, a lot to cover and that one thing there. But, I mean, Dancing with the Stars US, you mentioned you get that opportunity. That leads you to uh, great success there, but also obviously family-wise too. You meet your husband and everything along those lines. I'm just – I'm intrigued out of all the people you dance with on US Dancing with the Stars. I'm looking at people like Jerry Springer. You got to dance with the Hoff, uh, Donny Osmond, oh, David that. Arquette. I mean, yes. Mr. T. I mean, uh, take Mr. your T, husband I- out of the equation. He's your favourite. I realise that. But who was your favourite that you got to dance with out of those? Well, obviously, besides Robert, my yep. husband, uh, I had got – I yeah, they called me and said, will you come over and be on the American version? And I remember telling all my girlfriends, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're going to the States. Like, it's going to be huge. You're going to get someone, like, massive, like, George Clooney or someone, you know. <laughs> and I remember flying over there thinking, wow, like this is like the big time. And um, I land in LA and they take me straight to the studio and they said, okay, your um, celebrities inside the room right now. You're just going to open the door, go in and ask generic questions like why are you doing the show, hi, blah, blah. And I said, oh, well, I may not know who he is because I'm from Australia do you think I, you should tell me before? And they said, no, no, he's like the biggest star we've ever had on the show. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's George. Like in my head, <laughs> I was just like, it's George. So I remember walking in the door, opening it, and there's Jerry Springer standing there. And I was just like, oh, hi. Like I probably couldn't hide like the look on my face. Like, George oh, me. And um, I remember the first words he said to me, he looked at me, he goes, I'm sorry. sorry i'm not george oh my god this guy is the sweetest and then uh yeah he was just like the sweetest man he's so smart he's so funny um we ended up just getting along so great and he was like the first like the perfect first partner for me to have you know because i was a bit nervous you know being on this on the u.s show it was like so much bigger than the australian show just in the regards of production value Mm. and the sets and 
I mean, I grew up watching all like MGM, you know, musicals and stuff like that. And it was very much like that. I remember driving to this to the lot and you have the boom gates and there's a security there and you drive through and you have your own car space. Like my name was on it. I'm just like, what in the <laughs> world? And then I have a trailer, my own trailer with wow. a PA. And I'm like, I've got a personal assistant. What is happening? With a fridge, they're asking me what I want in my fridge. I'm just like, what? Wow. So that was Can like- I just this sounds a hell of a lot better than being on Survivor. Can I just yeah. say I know. Just to do it? <laughs> and again, thank you, Survivor, for voting me out early so I could have all this. You know, I thanks, know. Amber. <laughs> thanks, Imogen. Thanks, everyone. I'm just like, if they only knew what I've just come from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which it's, I mean, it's fantastic to, to see that because, you know, it's, it's often one thing a lot of people talk about with Celebrity Survivor is, you know, there was a portion of the cast where, say, many people might go, okay, well, who are they, who are they, and everything along those lines. But a lot of people from that season we've discovered haven't really stayed in the limelight a lot. Like you, when we talk about someone like Justin Melby, he's sort of fallen off a little bit. Uh, Gabrielle has kind of fallen off a little bit. Nicole, all these sort of people, I guess, go back into regular life and everything along those yeah. lines. So yeah. for yourself, though, you've, you've gone on to to great success, obviously, with uh, everything that came through that. And and you have a fantastic family now too, Kim. Give us a bit of an update of kind of, uh, you know, what's happened in meeting Robert on the show now and you, you've got some young yeah. children and everything as well. Well, I, I did, um, gosh, many seasons over here after the one with Jerry Springer, which I thought was just going to be, you know, a quick like three-month fun experience in the States, ended up then I went on tour with, Dance with Stars America, then another season, then another tour, then another season. I'm just like, four years had gone by. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then um, I think I'd done like 16 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, you know what? Like I miss Australia. So I got the opportunity to be a judge on the Australian version. Mm -hmm. So then I came home and I I bought a house here in, in West Hollywood. And um, I kept the house, but I was in Australia and I'd come back here and there for little bits and pieces of Dancing with the Stars. But I decided I'm going to just sell my house and just move back to Australia permanently. And then they called me and they said, I think I'd done three seasons judging and I'd been off maybe three seasons in America. So that's like a year and a half because they do two seasons a year. And they said, we want you to come back for the 10th anniversary, which is like 20, it was the 20th season. 10 years, uh, we want an OG um, to come. And so I was like an old, kind of an old girl, original girl. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it'll be like, I never had that last like official hurrah. Like I left thinking that I might come back, I may not, but I, I thought this is gonna be my last season as a dancer. So I come back just to do the season and I get partnered with Robert Herjavac from Shark Tank, um, which is, I think you've got it in Australia. Yeah, do, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was just crazy. Like we ended up meeting, I was trying to keep it very, very professional. And then we ended up together and married and we have babies now. And and now I'm living in LA. Um, we, we used to go back to Australia a lot, like every Christmas, but now with COVID, we can't go back. I don't want to quarantine with two-year-olds in a hotel. Mm, no. So I will wait back. Um, but- yeah, things are pretty great. Like I've sort of hung up my dance shoes. I do. I was doing the official podcast for Dancing with the Stars last season. They're not doing it this season because of you know COVID and limited people on set. Uh, but yeah, I always sort of like keep in with the Dancing with the Stars family in the in America, which is great. 
Um, I've done a couple of movies in Canada, actually. Great. Uh, Whereabouts? Whereabouts have you been? In uh, in Toronto. Yep. Sort of, but up a little bit. um, What's the area called? It was like way up north. We shot the movie. Remember what was, was the movie? Tr- I need to ask now what the movie was. It's called Love Alaska. Okay. Um, was, yeah, and then I did another one called The Wedding Planners, which is a series. I just was just in one episode of that. Great. Um, in Canada, so that was kind of post babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were. About is that with the future you want to go now? Do you want to go into more movies? Well, I kind of just fell into it with the first one, Love Alaska. I was playing um, this kind of hopeless romantic that's come to this town called Love. And it's in Alaska and everyone goes there for a speed dating thing. Great. So that's my character in that. And I ended up really enjoying it. And then I did another little thing. So I don't know. We'll see. I kind of like the production side of things more. I'd like to get into producing content a little more than being in front of the camera now. Mm. It's it's also interesting. You mentioned about some of the other sort of those. I mean, a couple other ones too that I just wanted to point out as well. Uh, Celebrity Apprentice you did a while ago in Australia as well. And you also did, uh, was it called The Real Dirty Dancing? That was a very recent one. Oh, that Australia. was great. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, um, so still doing a few things in Australia where, where you can? Oh, that was, I mean, gosh, I love working in Australia. That's my dream to be able to come back for, you know, three months or something, do a gig and because I want my kids to know Australia. So we're, we're planning on always coming back for two months over Christmas. Great. Um, or maybe in the holidays c- coming back. But, yeah, The Real Dirty Dancing was amazing. I was uh, co-hosting with Todd McKinney mm-hmm. and um, choreographing that. Um, and it was great because we shot uh, most of it at the Real Dirty Dancing location, wow. um, the lodge. So that's where we did most of the filming. And then the second half of it was done in Sydney. So I got, yeah, I was here in the States already. And then I got to go home for just a week. So it was perfect. You must sometimes sit there and pinch yourself because I hear that, you know, when you talk about dancing, just the passion you have for it. And obviously it's been something you've been doing all your life. And you must just, you know, sit there and pinch yourself sometimes that what dancing has helped you get in life. Obviously, you know, just such a, you know, so many great memories, obviously now family through dancing, all that. I mean, it's quite extraordinary. I know. It's so crazy. Thank goodness I ended up like, you know, having a career from dancing because it is a really tricky thing to to end up having a successful career from, Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think now about my daughter and my son, like, I don't know if I want them to, going to professional dancing because it is really hard to make it. Um, so I am, I do feel really lucky that I've been able to have such a great career and branch off and to do other things like judging and hosting and stuff like that and meet my husband through, through it. It's at, at what age do you think you might start showing him a few little, little moves? Oh, they're already like, they're already <laughs> up dancing to things and this and that. Um, actually right. I was like, I bought my little daughter tap shoes. Wow. <laughs> when she, she, I mean, she could barely walk and she was in tap shoes. It's just like Fantastic. Doing She's got yeah. the bug already. Uh, I'm just laughing to myself, Kim. I'm thinking to myself, you're probably dreading the day when they get a little bit older and they say, oh, mummy, can we go camping? <laughs> I'll be like, in the backyard. <laughs> Have you actually been camping since Survivor though, Kim? No, 
and I don't have a desire to. There you go. All right. Actually, I do. I do tell her like I want to go to Ayers Rock. Apparently, uh, there's that glamping place. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not quite the same. But, but maybe I, what you were thinking you were going to get on Survivor, so maybe you can finally get that payoff all these years later. <laughs> exactly. I'll go glamping for sure. I'll take the kids glamping. Yeah. So. There you go. But my husband's worse than me. Like I, the right. poor kids. We're gonna have to. I don't know, have some other family take them camping because my husband, he's <laughs> definitely like, definitely worse than I am. I would You've be met the right guy, kids. Yeah. <laughs> now, also, with your sheets, are they still Egyptian 1000 count or have you kind of gone up a little bit more now to kind of make up for that disaster of yeah, Vanuatu? I, even, I mean, I feel, like my, I feel like I was exaggerating. I feel like they were maybe like 800 count. Definitely, yeah, the sheets now are like 1,000. Yep. And nowhere near Vanuatu. They are not going anywhere out that direction no, ever again. Nowhere right? near the outdoors. Never <laughs> again. Never again. Kim, it, it really has been a an absolute pleasure to to chat with you today about this. As we said at the very beginning, something that barely probably crosses your mind now with everything that you've experienced yeah, since this. And no but- one knows I've done it here in the States and no one would ever well, oh, now I mean, they will. You might get Jeff Probst <laughs> calling you now, Kim. <laughs> I feel, no, I feel like everyone doesn't even remember that I was on it because I was off so quick. So I kind of just like went under the radar totally. Well, you, you, you must have had a laugh when you heard uh, you heard that these two blokes want to talk to you about your three days on Survivor. I know. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you joking? Like, it's such a blast from the past. And I'm like, like, do they really want to talk to me? I was not even really on it at all. Yeah. But. Well, it was great chatting. It's, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the point of everything we're trying to do here is to kind of recognize it, you know, everyone, whether you've been on the show for three days or in the Channel 10 version, 55 days upwards of it. And it's kind of, it, we we did think when we got to this season that, uh, you know, we might not be able to hear from someone like you because A, you might not have heard of, you might not remember it. B, it might be a case of, well, that was so long ago. What have I got to say? So in order to be able to do this, we, we, we're so thankful. And also too, for me to be able to sit here, not only talk to you, but have Matt do this with me as well to have you know basically a, a quarter of the first boots in the history of Australian Survivor yeah. on the line with me right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I want to shut up right now and let Matt close it because I feel like you two have got this bond that needs to be gone on a little bit more here in the first boot club. Go Matt, come on, talk this Matt, up. I, I've got to say, Kim, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like I said at the start, I wouldn't have missed this uh, interview for the world. I've been looking forward to it for a long time now and uh, you are a, a great member of the first boot club. You may not watch much Survivor now, but you'll always be a member. And I'll tell you what, Kim, it is the best club to be a part of. It is. It really is. I've got the best memories from my three days of being on Survivor and yeah, to the first boot club. And what a way to finish that interview talking about the first boot club. Uh, Matthew Dyson, I, I want to go straight to you. Mr. Mr. First Boot Man, you you must uh, like these the most, right? When you get to talk to people in your excu- exclusive little club. And I wouldn't have missed this for the world. Like honestly, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have have Kim on the on on ASA. I mean, no, she didn't last long. You know, she admits that she she struggled. Um, you know, camping. She's not into camping, but she's a part of history. You know, she's a part of this show. Um, she, she was out in Vanuatu and just, yeah, to hear, to hear some stories, to hear how she was feeling at the time. It's amazing. And, uh, Ben, any first boot uh, is always a pleasure to interview. And, um, Kim, I, I thought that was a great interview. So did I. Absolutely did. And uh, once again to Kim, thank you very much for your time on the show today and, of course, to Kim's management for arranging that for us today. Next week uh, we are back into our recaps, episode 
two, and uh, this would probably be the last interview we will have at least for a couple of weeks because we will be doing back-to-back -back recaps unless the miracle of all miracles happen, Mr. Bloodhound Dyson, and we are able to find Mr. Ben Wynn if he's able to come on the show at some point. Uh, if he's out there, if we discover him, sure. Otherwise, we'll be uh, doing a couple of recaps back-to-back -back before we get to Fiona, but uh, I, I'm excited to chat to people. I'm excited to continue on with these recaps and start sheet spotting. I, I I feel like you know we've we've got the sheet spotting club now. We've got to do. We've got to find out where that sheet goes, and we've also got to find out where what happened to the green turd in Dicko's toilet. So we've got a lot of investigating to do this season. We we do we do, and it's funny actually, Ben. I, I bought some new sheets the other week, and um, I bought some 600 thread count sheets. I thought I was doing pretty well, but clearly I'm not. <laughs> clearly I need the thousand red count sheet so i might have to get a refund on them and uh, upgrade a little bit more i don't know if i've ever looked at a, a packet of sheets and gone oh no that's only got 300 i need for i like i don't even know what it means i'm just like well, well okay yeah. so basically the more thread count the more dollars it's right. going to cost and are so, they couple like, though are they worth it though like i'm or, assuming it is worth it right yeah they, look honestly that's she was very smart in taking that if you're going to take out a sheet you don't take out a 200 count thread you know, Best 200 thread sheet, count sheet, you take like that. Yeah. 800 or a thousand. So, so Kim, she may have only lasted three days, but she, she was definitely smart in, in, in what she took out as a luxury item. Well, I will say just on the luxury items that, cause this is something that we were wanting to get to the bottom of what each luxury, cause we had the, you know, the privilege in our first season where we had the books. So we knew everybody's luxury item. We didn't really need to go out of our way to ask about it. We got a couple in the first episode. Now we now know that Kim had a sheet and that Imogen had a knife. So, yeah. uh, what else? What else did other people have out there? We're seeing. Do you think Wayne Gardner trying to bring a motorbike? Like, if if Elton <laughs> Flatley's bringing a footy, like, do you think Wayne Gardner's brought his, you know, world championship winning bike or something? Well, at least that, or mate, he should have brought the motorbike jacket. I reckon yeah. that would have been pretty cool. Let's see, I mean, not, not that that would have been a luxury item. I guess that would have been a part. Maybe the helmet. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we will get to the bottom of so many things on this season. It, it has been a, a great start and we're, we're loving covering this. Of course, everybody listening today, if you're enjoying listening to us, let us know. Leave us some feedback, whether that be through a review on all the variety of podcast platforms we are available on. If you haven't subscribed already on any of those services, please do. Helps you get these episodes directly to your device however you do listen to the show and social media instagram twitter facebook we are all there so make sure you hit us up on all of those to stay up to date with everything asa related once again thank you very much to kim i'm going to close it out by saying that my name is ben and i am maybe going to go learn to dance because i think this interview has made me feel that vibe slightly today is it going to be Dirty Dancing, Ben? The no, real Dirty Dancing? No, I had no, to contain okay. myself there because to me that's one of the worst movies ever. But uh, for me, I just will bite my tongue and pretend I was interested. My name's Matt Dyson and Ben, i got to get back to my baby moon. Yes, go, leave, go back to Port uh, Douglas. <laughs> see you. I've been waiting for so long now
And I hope it'll 